food in the Northwest guaranteed fresh. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda, a dynamic duo who share the joy of the Catholic faith through catechesis and conversation on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Wednesday morning to you, March 1st, 7 a.m. It's David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend as we begin a brand new month. Brenda, you know what they say about March. I'm not hearing you, but maybe you are coming through. I don't know. We're giving it another try here. Test one, there two. There you are. There we go. That was kind of strange. I'm not sure why my yeah. microphone was switched. <laughs> you were in here earlier this morning, That's right. weren't you? I was trying to uh, mess it up for you. Thank you. Well, nice to nice to have you on with this. So, as I was saying, you know what they say about March. Is March the in like a lion, out like a lamb? That is absolutely correct. Okay. Yeah, in like a lion, out like a lamb, and uh, it's holding true to form. <laughs> wow. This has been such a crazy time in weather. And what's crazy, too, is, David, I was looking at average rainfalls for this rainfall year yeah. that began, like, in October. We're, like, an inch below where we should be. Yeah, it, it's not that it's what? rained all that much, I guess. <laughs> it snowed. It snowed. Yeah. Does that count as rain? I guess not. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's precipitation well. that they're measuring there or just rainfall. Needless to say, I think this. I haven't seen any reports. I think the mountains are probably doing pretty well with snow. I would assume. I don't know that for a fact, but it seems like they've been getting a lot of snow in the Cascades Coast Range, for that matter, here the last several days. But just looking at the National Weather Service, their little icons, it shows snowflakes all the way through Sunday. What I know. So I anyway. think you need to find a different weather service announcement. I, I think I'm going to type in Miami and just look just at those. Look Look at those icons, palm trees. and Beautiful, very nice. So anyway, happy March. Happy March. Thank you, yes. I I guess I should ask this. In the David Endress lineup of favorite months, where does March fall into that that lineup? Well, we're getting better. Is it getting better? (laughs) We're getting better. (laughs) We're moving slowly uh, up the the chart here with uh, with March and... April even gets a little better, and May even a little even better. Even a little better. I, right. I get that sense that you, you tend to like a little warmer I do. Uh, weather. Yes. Not necessarily hot, yeah. but you like those mid-range Portland Yeah, because the colder weather, it prevents me from doing things that I like to do outside, like play tennis, for one. You know, you just say, uh, I don't have any indoor courts that I play at, so I'm a summertime guy in that regard. And I like to get out and walk and, you know, maybe even run a little bit at the track. But when it's 30 degrees, not so much. <laughs> not so much. Yeah. Okay. I, I, my old bones just, yeah. don't, uh, no. just don't handle that that well. It's a cold morning. In fact, David, when I got here this morning, the first thing I did when I got into my office was I sent you a text message mm-hmm. and I said, don't park in the back yeah. because we have a drain from the building that comes just kind of across the parking area into the ground drain. Right. It, it's like a sheet of ice. I know. It, it's straight Ice. Sadly, I didn't see that text. You didn't see my text message, and he came walking in going, did you see the ice in the back? Yeah. I kind of knew, because I know the circumstances where I park, 
with the water there. And there was there was some standing water there a couple of days ago because of the snow was melting. And so it was kind of slushy. And so it's like, yeah, if this freezes, it's not going to be good. Well, it froze last it night. It froze. But so I was prepared for it. So I slid to the stairway and good. I was fine. And you were fine there. Didn't yeah, a it's tumble. a little slick around up here on the hill still. Uh, not like where the snow is, but just in the gravel yeah. when I got up the hill this morning to get out and move the the little cones out of the way. Mm. It was pretty slippery, but yeah. just kind of hold on if, you, if you're if you walking across a parking lot or something. Just watch where you're going. Yeah, I'm looking at the forecast right now from the Portland International Airport, National Weather Service, 34 degrees. Oh, okay. So depending, again, it's all elevation depending on where you're at. But be careful out there driving because, yeah, there could be some icy roadways this morning. So although a little little overcast right now, which sometimes helps warm it up a little bit, but you want to be careful. Yes. Well, hopefully if the weather holds like they predicted, does the sun might actually make an appearance today. So that would be a little helpful. That would be nice because <laughs> it looks like uh, Thursday uh, we're back with uh, rain, snow mix possibly. So okay. So maybe, let's make the most go. of today. Right. It's the first day of March. That's let's, right. Let's, let's celebrate. Let's make the most and celebrate. Right. What do you have coming up? Well, this isn't much to celebrate, though, David. A bill before the Washington State Senate gained unanimous approval that requires clergy to report child abuse and neglect. What does it mean for reports made in the confessional? All right. And boy, just a very tragic train wreck in Greece overnight. We'll have the details on that as well. All right. We've got a great show ahead for you on this first day of March. We're going to start things now with Jamie Teton and Surrendering. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. How could I hold back the smallest part of anything I'm holding in my heart when I've seen who you are in the light of overwhelming grace for the matchless glory of your name I will
That is Jamie Teton and Surrendering. It is 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this very first day of March. You know, on the show's opening, I said I'd like to go out and run around the track in the warm weather. Sure. Well, guess what's getting started? <gasps> track season. CYO Track and Field. You're going to learn more right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Holy Cross Priest Father Jim Gallagher in prayer with the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day. For all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for sin, for the intentions of all my friends and associates, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaterDayRadio.com. Support from Matcha Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie. Located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood, the Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. Prayer is one of the three pillars of Lent, and Mater Dei Radio is ready to offer up your special intentions during this holy season. Our committed team of prayer warriors wants to hear from you by clicking Pray on the Hail Mary Media app or MaterDayRadio.com. Call them directly with your request at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. You can keep praying with Mater Dei Radio during Lent through our daily broadcast of the celebration of Holy Mass, the mysteries of the Rosary, and the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. Plus, there's stirring Lenten reflections, special features on the morning blend, and the Stations of the Cross of our Lord's Passion at 7 o'clock on Friday nights. Pray your way through Lent into Easter with the Hail Mary Media app and Mater Dei Radio leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 7.13 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, today we're getting a little break from the weather like we've had the past few days. We are starting out with cold temperatures and there's areas of ice on the road. Could make for some slick conditions out there. Oh, so yeah. please be careful. Now, we will slowly warm to above freezing temperatures today. Highs actually reaching to the low 40s sun might even make an appearance through the clouds. 
Now, overnight, we're going to stay above freezing at 35 degrees. And then rain forecast tomorrow with highs in the mid-40s. And looks like the rain's going to be sticking around through the weekend. All right. It is 33 degrees at Our Lady of the Lake Church in Lake Oswego. And it is also 33 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Vancouver. It's Faith in Action. Time to check in with the Catholic Youth Organization. Well, even though the weather is still a little wintry out there, preparations are underway to begin another Portland area Catholic Youth Organization track and field season. Joining Mater Day Radio this morning to give us an update on those preparations is the director of CYO's track and field program. It is Sean Ryan. Good morning, Sean. Good morning, David. Did I hear the forecast today was sunshine? <laughs> yes. That's where we're headed, right? We're headed to sunshine. Oh, I, I sure hope so. Uh, you know, I got to give uh, Sean a lot of credit, though, too. He's been on hold since last Thursday when we were supposed to interview him, and uh, <laughs> we got we got snowed out. So uh, thanks for hanging with us, and uh, we appreciate you joining us uh, today and doing this. But yeah, track and field season. Uh, running through 70-degree weather out on the track. Well, maybe not so much uh, as we get started. I was just mentioning March is the in like a lion, out like a lamb, but that's okay. Track and field ready to get going. So registration underway right now. Registration. We've got 22 parishes that are participating this year, uh, and those are all listed on the CYOCampHoward.org website. Um, if you're interested and your parish isn't offering it, please give us a call at the office, and we'll get you hooked up with the right with the right school. All right, um, yeah. So right now we've got about 700 kids signed up. Uh, my goal is about 1,400, so we're halfway there. Uh, season starts on the 13th of March, um, and uh, as always with all of our sports and our camp. Um, scholarships are always available. Yeah, you know, that, money, yeah, no, money's I'm, tight with people for right now. So sure, I was just going to say that's a great point uh, that you have the scholarships. And again, if they want to apply for scholarships, how do they do that? So again, the scholarship app is actually right at cyocamphoward.org. Uh, if you need help, please call us at the office, uh, which is right on our webpage. I'm not going to give people a phone number that they can't write down as they're driving to work. Sure. So, um, but. Um, but I'm excited. This season is going to be a great season. We have, uh, as I said, about 700 kids right now. Uh, we're using four different high schools this year, which is kind of nice. That oh, means yeah. we're we're kind of we're coming back. We um, had three last year that we used. Now we're going to use four. We're going to be at Seton in Vancouver, and then we'll be at LaSalle and Liberty and Valley out on the west side, and then. Uh, Jesuit has come in, and they're going to give us their stadium and that, that beautiful track they have over at Jesuit for our Meet of Champions, uh, which will happen May 20th and 21st. Uh, and the weekend before that, we'll split our third and fourth graders in half, and half of them will run at Valley, and half, or, uh, Valley, and half of them will run at LaSalle for our Roadrunner Championships. So oh, That's great. Big season coming up. Yeah, no doubt. So talk about the age groups, how it's broken down for track and field. That way, if parents are out there listening, it's not like their third grader is going to be competing against an eighth grader. So, uh, no, yeah, no. it's it's broken down. Well, one of the beautiful things about track meets is, yes, it's broken down. We've got third and fourth graders competing together. Those are our roadrunners. We've got our fifth and sixth graders. Those are our cubs. And then our seventh and eighth graders are our cadets. Um but the beautiful thing that I love about this is you get to see that kid that you know at school that may be a couple years older than you participating. And they get 
and kids can mentor each other and and at practice they can interact with kids that they don't necessarily get to interact with on a regular basis and it gives some of our older kids an opportunity to work with the younger kids and it gives the younger kids an opportunity to look up and go oh I have the ability that I could actually get there and um, that's the thing I love about the track season is it it just it makes community it, yeah. it just is a natural community event yeah, and I've seen it too. Uh, my daughter has participated in CYO track and field, and you make a great point because there are many races where the older kids are cheering the younger kids on, and that's always so absolutely. awesome to see. Absolutely, absolutely. It, it, and I, as I said, it, it, the community builds itself. Yeah, uh, when wonderful. you're there, and that's that's a wonderful thing. And so, and we have different different events. So it's not just track. We've got our field events also. We do four field events: shot put javelin which is actually made of two things a, a fin flyer or a, or a turbo jab depending mm-hmm. on which age you're in so it's 300 grams or 450 grams that you're throwing so you're not throwing the big one it's a nerf so parents get nervous when they hear javelin right really it's a it's a it's a nerf javelin that you're throwing out into the field um long jump and our high jump um, a couple of relays that we do for for the older kids and what we do one for specifically it's a 60 meter shuttle run for our younger kids so that they're not having to run quite as far so um but other running events 100 meters 200 meters 400 meters 800 meters and then we get into our longer ones with people with deep lungs 1500 meters and 3000 meter runs um it's great to watch some of those longer runs because those kids are some of those kids are just out there and they're just giving it everything that they possibly can to finish those races. And those are, it's great because those are the races that kids really get behind each other and kind of, they see the struggle, they see the, they see the work ethic and it's, uh, it's awesome. Yeah. And, and of course, always very fun, the relays. Oh yes. Yes. So we've got the 100, uh, the four by 100 meter relay and the four by 400 meter relay. And it's interesting because in talking to, um, our our uh, track chairperson he uh he was saying you know last year it was a little bit more difficult normally before covid we had all these kids everybody wanted to be part of a relay and last year it was a little bit more difficult to get those kids to come out and try it and i i just am going to employ implore every kid that i meet this year is try the relays because they're fun they're team building they're they're Yes, there's the there's more of an opportunity to make a mistake, but there's also a greater opportunity for reward. So, oh. go, go have go have fun. Go try. No and doubt. That's, that's my message to every kid. Go try. It doesn't hurt you to try. That's right. We're speaking with Sean Ryan. He's the director of track and field for the Portland Area Catholic Youth Organization. They're getting ready to get the track season underway. Registration going on right now, as well as applying for scholarships on the CYO website. That is CYO. CampHoward.org, CYOCampHoward.org. All the information is right there. You know, Sean, one of the great things about track and field, I've always said it's kind of a gateway sport. If you've never really done anything sporting wise, you can do track and field. You can go out and run. You don't necessarily need a skill. You just go out there and do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, one of the things that I have always told kids because i've spent the last well, almost 30 years working with kids in track and field is that track and field is one of those events that you you can go out because it's a very individualized sport you can go out and you can work as hard as you want 
you, and as hard as you want, could be walking with your best friend around the track during the entire track practice, just talking. Right. Or as hard as you want, could be, I'm going to go and I'm going to go beyond what my coaches are telling me for my workout today. It's one of those those entry-level sports that can be a very, very competitive, or it could just be, I'm going to be here for the community. Right. And that's the great thing about it. And you can compete with your school, your schoolmates. It makes it a lot of fun. And so just looking as a reminder to folks at the schedule, season begins, as Sean said, Monday, March 13th. And then when do the meets begin? So our meets begin on April 15th, and we have four of them in a row. So the 15th to 22nd, the 29th, and March 6th are our developmental meets. And then immediately following that is our Roadrunner Championship. And then after the, the week after that, the 20th and the 21st is our Meet of Champions. Mm, fantastic. Again, Sean Ryan, Director of Track and Field, Portland Area Catholic Youth Organization, getting ready to start the CYO Track and Field season. Always a lot of fun. Again, information, CYOCampHoward.org. Sean, great to talk with you this morning. Thanks again for hanging with us, and look forward to the track season. I know we'll catch up soon. Absolutely. Thank you, David. All you right. Have a great day. You too. God bless. And it is 7.23 here at Mater Day Radio. I've heard just parents always, and David, you've talked about yep. this, and I've said this too, the friendships that parents also create through the years of doing CYO with their children, you volunteered as a coach. Yeah. It, it just goes so much more beyond just kids being able to participate in a sport, but it's just really a whole community yep. coming together to just really experience a good time playing sports. And also, of course, the prayers. We know that it's always rooted in our mm -hmm. Catholic faith. So if you want to find out more information on what they just talked about, well, head over to our webpage because that interview is going to be made into a podcast. And on the podcast description, I'm going to add the link to CYO Sports. So that way you can get right to their track and field page. You can sign up there and find out more details about what they've got going on this year. You'll also be able to access the podcast on the Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Joy during Lent? St. Benedict thinks so. One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. There are two times when St. Benedict uses the word joy in his rule. Believe it or not, they are in the chapter on the observance of Lent. What message is he trying to send us? Since Lent is a preparation for Easter, the first message is that faith in the resurrection of Jesus Christ ought to be a source of abiding confidence and joy in our life. No matter what trials we face, we have already overcome them in a certain way in Christ. The second is that fidelity to a life of integrity that corresponds with our faith is the only way to peace and joy in life. For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com. O-N-E-MinuteMonk.com. We know Lent as a time of special discipline and attention to our Christian life. 
St. Benedict sees Lent as an opportunity for joy in the Holy Spirit. Do we have that kind of joy in our life? Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Tara Umara Children's Hospital Fund of Oregon. The TCHF has a 20-year history that is now focusing on the sustainability to support the long-term efforts of the mission in the Copper Canyon region of Mexico. Information is available on their website at tchforegon.org. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Dei Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. Some are morning people. Others are not. Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. It is 727 at Mater Day Radio, and the feds say no more TikTok for its employees. We'll explain in the news. <laughs> and a bill before the Washington State Senate gained unanimous approval that requires clergy to report child abuse and neglect. So what does this mean for confessional? I'll have the details for you in three minutes. Here is Jesse Monabusen and the life you're living. Your love unfolding. Our hearts you're holding ever close. Your life renews us as we live the life that you are living. You'll call on Jesus. Thank you. 
is Jesse Montabusin and The Life You're Living. It's 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news this hour, a bill that would require clergy members to report child abuse or neglect in Washington state has cleared the Senate. Now, the state Senate passed Senate Bill 5280 unanimously on Tuesday. The measure would require clergy to report sexual abuse allegations to authorities unless the information was received in a context protected by clergy penitent privilege, such as the confessional setting. Now, Washington is one of only a handful of states in the U.S. that do not list clergy as mandatory reporters of child abuse or neglect. Now, the bill passed Tuesday. It contains exemption for clergy penitent privilege and would not require mandatory reporting of abuse discussed in confessional. The sponsor of the bill, however, Senator Noel Frame, said she expects tough conversations on that point as the measure heads over to the state house. And amid an attempt by the U.S. Senate to revive the Equal Rights Amendment, which failed in 1982, the Catholic bishops of the United States have urged senators to vote down the proposal, citing possible threats to religious freedom, as well as a likelihood that the amendment would be used to strike down pro-life laws and promote public funding of abortion. The U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee held a hearing February 28th to discuss a resolution to revoke the original 1982 deadline for the ERA's ratification, thus allowing it to become part of the U.S. Constitution. The U.S. bishops wrote in a February 27th letter that we have called lawmakers to radically to radical solidarity and offered numerous policy recommendations to provide women and their families meaningful assistance and support. Now, the letter does go on to say, we are writing to you to express our alarm with a number of far-reaching consequences that will arise from the proposed Equal Rights Amendment and its negative impacts to the common good and to religious freedom. We strongly urge you to oppose it and any resolution attempting to declare it ratified. Well, rescuers searched Wednesday through flattened, burned-out carriages for survivors and bodies after a passenger train and a freight train crashed head-on in central Greece overnight, killing at least 36 people and injuring dozens more. The cause of the crash near the Vale of Tempe, about 235 miles north of Athens, was not immediately clear, but the station master in the nearby city of Larissa was arrested Wednesday. Another two people have been detained for questioning. It's unclear at what speed the two trains were traveling when they ran into each other just before midnight Tuesday, but state broadcast reports it was nearly 90 miles per hour. The passenger train was carrying 350 people. Survivors said the impact threw several passengers through the windows of the train cars. Well, more than 600 cars were abandoned on Portland roads and freeways during this historic snowstorm last week, according to the Portland Bureau of Transportation. Of the hundreds of cars abandoned, about 350 cars were towed, Peabot added. Now, many drivers who abandoned their cars were left with no choice as snow started coming down Wednesday afternoon, snarling the evening commute, leaving traffic gridlocked around the city. 
Now, one driver left his car on the shoulder of Highway 26 near the Sylvan exit. Mm. We know right where that is. They do indeed. Yeah, when he went to retrieve it two days later, his car was gone been towed by a local company when the owner called the company he was shocked to find the bill was north of seven hundred dollars ouch that's a big towing bill now the city of portland has a contract with 14 private tow companies and maximum rates are set ahead of time for tows on public property the price of the bill from the towing companies though can increase quickly for things like size of the car and how long the car sits in the tow company lot when the car is retrieved. Now, KGW reported another couple had to leave their car. It was gone when they went back. They did a little research. They found no tow report. In fact, their car had been stolen. Oh, no. Ah. Yeah, that's it bad. was really tough. And like I said, uh, I had to take uh, Scott to the airport uh, last Sunday. Yeah. And we saw a car parked on, on Airport Way. Mm-hmm. The windows were all busted out. Yeah, I saw a report on that, too. That's tough. Yeah. Well, the White House is giving all federal agencies 30 days to wipe TikTok off of all government devices as the Chinese-owned social media app comes under increasing scrutiny in Washington over security concerns. The Office of Management and Budget calls the guidance issued Monday a critical step forward in addressing the risks presented by the app to sensitive government data. Some agencies, including the Departments of Defense, Homeland Security, and State, already have restrictions in place. The guidance calls on the rest of the federal government to follow suit within 30 days. Congress passed the No TikTok on Government Devices Act in December as part of a sweeping government funding package. The legislation does allow for TikTok use in certain cases, including for national security, law enforcement, and research purposes. Canada also banning TikTok on its government devices. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, so no TikTok. Yeah, no TikTok. <laughs> I was going to say, why would there ever be TikTok on a government phone? But then when you said for security purposes, if they're yeah. you know, trying to track somebody or see what they're saying or doing, that that makes sense. But sure. uh, yeah, they shouldn't be just like <laughs> scanning TikTok yeah. videos. Yeah. Well, a potentially invasive Cuban tree frog was found Monday on a plant sold at a tropical plant store in the Beaverton area. This is the second time in the last few years the Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife has learned of this type of frog entering the state. Rick Boatner, ODFW's invasive species supervisor, said the department determines a foreign species threat level based on a number of factors. Now, the warm weather amphibian would likely not make it through an Oregon winter, according to Boatner. However, in the summer, frogs could wreak havoc. He said this particular species of tree frog is a threat to native frogs and other amphibians in Oregon. And he said in places where Cuban tree frogs have become established, like Florida, they can quickly reproduce and outcompete native frog species food and space yeah now odfw advises that all nursery plant retailers and customers inspect their products contact wildlife officials if any frogs or other species are found hitchhiking on or inside one of their products i was thinking like if you have a house plant you bought and you're sitting in your house and all of a sudden you hear something uh ribbit yeah it's like wait 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 a minute what is that (laughs) he was just like on a little vacation this poor little guy he didn't mean to get separated from the family not my fault yeah so okay well watch for that 
In sports, no 71 points from Damian Lillard and no win for the Portland Trailblazers on the road last night, falling to the Golden State Warriors 123-105. to Lillard, who had his career high in franchise record in the Blazers' last outing, was held to 25 points. Oh, that's yeah. a big difference. A 9 of 21 shooting. Tough loss for Portland. The team played a great first half, went into the break leading 65-48, to but the Warriors cranked it up in the third quarter and closed it out in the fourth. A win would have helped the Blazers in their run to the playoffs, but they still hold on to 11th place in the Western Conference. Portland hosts the New Orleans Pelicans tonight before heading out on a six-game road trip. So that will be their longest road trip to end the season. Okay. I mean, they'll still have some road games, but this looks like to be the longest, the longest trip stretch. Left. Yeah. Okay. Well, as Catholics, we're taught the importance of caring for God's creatures, great and small. In fact, there's an awful lot for humans to gain from the huge variety of animals, birds, and insects. Now, in a recent survey carried out by the UK, they found that nine out of 10 people reported the positive impact our feathered friends has on mental health. The results have come about from last year's Big Garden Bird Watch, an annual event in which individuals are invited to go out into their gardens for one hour, count the birds they see. Now, last year, an impressive 700,000 people took part in the bird watch and over 11 million birds were counted. Now, they also requested that you carry out a survey, those that were participating, in which some very interesting positive findings were found out. Now, according to the poll, 88% of adults said spending time outdoors, enjoying the natural world was important to them. 53% stating it was very important to them. While 91%, 91%, basically almost everybody agreed that seeing birds and hearing songbirds had a positive impact on mental health and well-being. So it's just interesting to see how much joy something that we so often take for granted can have on our health. It is important to remember that in turn, it is our duty to help care for all of God's creatures, just as St. Francis of Assisi taught us. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, too, because when I go out for walks and I love listening to the birds Mm -hmm. and you get to you get to identify as you walk along, it's like, uh, I know that. That's a flicker. Yes. Oh, that's a hawk. There's a crow, you know. And so you, you, it's kind of ingrained in your mind as you walk along and hear the different birds. And so it's kind of, it's it's fun it, to do it that. It really is. Yeah. Uh, sometimes can be a little eerie, though, too. I just saw a friend on Facebook. She posted a video. And in fact, she sent me a message saying, please pass this on to Scott because he doesn't have Facebook. Yeah. Uh, she's in Alaska. She was cross-country skiing in the woods. She came across about 15 bald eagles sitting in trees, chattering to each other, just chattering up a storm. And uh, she said at first it was kind of strange because it's so unusual. Sure. But then afterwards, as you watch this whole video, you go, wow, that's incredible. Yeah. I was was, going to mention to you yesterday at our house. Dozens of robins going what? crazy on the holly tree next oh. door. Oh, yeah, they were just. It was amazing to watch how many of them there were. There were. They're yeah. looking for food, so uh, I, I watch them out. Yep, I watch them out my window every day. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. 
And this Friday at 5.30, you have an opportunity to support St. Jude Parish at their annual auction. This year's auction will be filled with hundreds of wonderful items to bid on, getaways, dining, art performance, theme baskets, and more. A $30 entrance includes delicious food with an international flavor and a glass of beer or wine. The proceeds benefit much-needed repairs to parish structures, which are home to projects serving the St. Vincent de Paul First Wave Pregnancy Center Catholic Community Services. Remember, you can find details on these and other events by going to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And speaking of support, the Father Bernard Youth Center down in Mount Angel looking for your support with an event they have coming up. you hear about it next. Support for Matri Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. Please join me, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, and other listeners of Modern Day E Radio as we pray an act of faith. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh my God, I firmly believe that you are one God in three divine persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I believe that your divine Son became man and died for our sins and that he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe these and all the truths which the Holy Catholic Church teaches because you have revealed them who can neither deceive nor be deceived. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. What do the famous Batmobile, Love Bug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program. Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, consider donating it to Mater Dei Radio. It's quick and easy, and a likely tax deduction for you. And you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at materdayradio.com. And it is 7.45 at Mater Day Radio. Well, you could encounter some patchy fog out there this morning, but maybe some sunshine this afternoon. High of 41 degrees, mostly cloudy tonight, then a 30% chance of a rain or snow or a mix, low down to 36, and then 60% or 80% chance of rain, snow mix possibly for Thursday with a high of 44. Currently, it is 33 degrees at the Pastoral Center here in Portland. And 33 degrees at Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Cottage Grove. 
Well, the Father Bernard Youth Center is always available to meet young people right where they are on their faith journey and walk with them. Now, the facility allows for space so that they can encounter the Lord. Now, Father Bernard Youth Center, they have a special event coming up. They're asking the community to join them in supporting their programs. Joining me today is their executive director, Sister Janine Tissot, to tell us all about it. Let us know how things are going down there. Good morning, Sister Janine. Thanks so much for joining us today. Good morning, and thank you so much for the opportunity to speak with you and all your listeners this morning. Well, Sister Janine, the Father Bernard Youth Center down there in beautiful Mount Angel, Oregon, how have you guys been surviving all of the storm? It seems like maybe you you didn't get as much snow as we had experienced up here. No, we didn't get much of anything. We get little dustings, but it's awful pretty when those big flakes start to fall. But it all melted on the road, which has made it very easy for our retreatants and groups to be able to get here. Uh, no one's had to cancel their retreats this year, which is a real blessing for them and for us. Oh, for sure, because you know, there's a lot of planning that goes into offering these retreats. And young people, many who are preparing for confirmation, are getting ready by doing those annual retreats. Just kind of remind our listeners about, you know, for those tr- groups that are coming to Father Bernard Youth Center, what are the services that you're providing and kind of a little bit about that spiritual experience that they have there in that beautiful chapel? Well, there's a couple things. One is a big piece is the hospitality that we're able to provide. So we want to make sure that our doors are always open for people to come and use our beautiful facility, that we can accommodate you know, up to 100 people in our gathering spaces. And our chapel is always filled with good prayer and praise uh, to God. And especially I want to mention this Sunday on March 5th, we are able to host the miracles of the Eucharist of the world here, right here at FBYC. Oh, that's amazing. Tell our listeners about that. Who, who are you inviting to, to attend that? Is that for those groups coming in for the weekend, or are you inviting the whole community to come down and check it out? The whole community is welcome to come down. I know that some parishes have had the opportunity to host the uh, Eucharistic Miracles uh, display, And now we have the opportunity to do the same here in the uh, Willamette Valley. The display is going to be available starting at 4 o'clock, and people will just be able to enjoy that display, read about the Eucharistic miracles. And then we're going to have a dinner and social hour at Mm. 5 o'clock, and dinner's on us. And then following after that, we'll have adoration and confession in our beautiful chapel. And that's always such a beautiful, prayerful experience for everybody to come. So what a wonderful opportunity to learn more about those Eucharistic uh, miracles, the, um, the ways that Christ has truly been amongst us, the way that Christ has touched our hearts to share some fellowship. And all families are welcome to come, even with kids. That's why we have the game room. Oh, so that's... everyone everyone is welcome to come. Oh, that's because... perfect. Sister Janine Tissot joining us today. She's the executive director of the wonderful Father Bernard Youth Center, Mount Angel, Oregon. Well, the Eucharistic Miracles, that's such a, an amazing board, and I've had an opportunity to see it. Uh, we know that Blessed Carlo Acutis had spent so much time gathering that database of information. But for young people, too, it, it can be difficult to just sit 
in adoration. When you welcome kids to adoration, what do you like to tell them that maybe kind of helps them, you know, get through like a a holy hour or maybe even part of a holy hour that kind of helps them focus their attention? Because, I mean, even for adults, it can be hard to stay focused for a long period of time. You know, I have to say our experience is that young people find that part of quiet and being in the presence of Jesus the best part of their retreats because their phones are off, the social media is off, everything is kind of tuned out in the world. They don't have to worry about uh, what events they have to be at, the schoolwork that's got to be done. They seem to just really enjoy that time of quiet of truly being in Jesus' presence and being able to celebrate that. We join in that adoration with some songs and music to help us celebrate that and to help focus our attention. There are some quiet prayers that they can pray themselves, but that's the best part of their retreat when they come. Um, But you're right, younger kids get fidgety, and older kids, older adults, like myself included, yes. are like, well, okay, I'm ready uh, to move on. <laughs> yeah, but, but it seems to, you yeah, know, Sister Janine, to enjoy it. yeah, what you're setting up there, just how you're presenting it, it makes me long for that. Don't all of us just want some time, some scheduled time to just put it all aside, shut everything down, and then just spend time with our Lord. It's a wonderful opportunity that's available coming up at the Father Bernard Youth Center. Well, Sister Janine, you're offering a wonderful event. You're providing a wonderful dinner for everybody. The services that you provide there at Father Bernard Youth Center, it does come at a cost. And you do have opportunities throughout the year for the community to support the the youth center. One of those events is coming up, your auction. Tell us more about oh. it. Our auction is coming up on April Fool's Day, of all days, and we're celebrating that on April 1st at the Fest Hall here in Mount Angel. We have got so many wonderful donations that have been coming in, and people making financial donations as well, and sponsorships. We're so grateful for the community's support. We frankly would not be open, we would not have our doors open for our chapel if it weren't for the financial and the material support of our community, volunteers who help us in the building. And I just can't say thank you enough to everyone who's helped support us. So that event starts at 5 o'clock on April 1st, and we're welcoming your financial donations. You can buy a table, you can buy a ticket, and all that's available online at fbyc.info. So check both of those events out. Oh, Sister Janine, and you have learned to make most of the funds that you receive. It's it's such a gift to be able to receive that, but you do feel a sense of responsibility in making sure that you are do the most that you can with that. So with the funds that you receive from an auction like that, what are you able to do there and continue to do at the Father Bernard Youth Center? One of the things that we're able to do is definitely support our programs and that is uh, things that we're able to do to sponsor new retreats and events for young people and for families. One of the things that we're discovering that when the family itself has a strong faith life and practices its Catholic faith, then the young people say, oh, this is something that's important. Look how it's important to my mom and dad. So it's something that we know that we can nurture that faith in the parents. That faith gets 
uh, also nurtured in their children as well. Mm. We're also able to say, deal with the practical things of a building that's like, 60 years old now, and it's a little falling apart. So, we're, we, <laughs> as so many 60 to... year olds are. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way sometimes. Ooh. I know the maintenance costs are getting higher for me right now, you know, but, <laughs> uh, but there's little things. It's, um, you know, even making sure the toilets work and the bathrooms are in good working order and the lights work and the technology works and, and the bills are paid. It's all that very, oh. Practical stuff. Oh, well, fantastic. It's amazing what you are able to do there at Father Bernard Youth Center and continue the years of just ministry that Father Bernard himself saw so valuable. Well, Sister Janine, I really appreciate your time today, and we just wish you all of the best. I'm going to put some information on our podcast this morning that's going to get people all the information on your upcoming Eucharistic Miracles event and also that fantastic auction. Sister Janine, thank you so very much for your time today. And thank you so much, and blessings on you for all that you do for us. Oh, thank you. God bless you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. And it is 7.55 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend on this very first day of March. It's always so great to talk with Sister Janine. Sister Janine, that is a woman whose faith brings her joy, yeah, for yeah. sure. So hopefully, you know what? We got our uh, Spring share coming up. So hopefully we'll get Sister Janine on oh, as a guest for our share A favorite it's hour, for sure. For that. So speaking of Spring share you know, we're inching closer. Can you believe <gasps> that? We got March and then April... So April 17th, mark it on your calendar, April 17th, still a ways off, but it'll be here before you know it. April 17th through the 21st, our Spring share Look forward to hearing from you and from all our wonderful listeners. We'll have more info on the website at materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Blanchet House of Hospitality. Since 1952, the Blanchet House has been providing food, clothing, shelter, and aid to those in need. Services include a downtown Portland cafe, residential living, transitional housing, case management, and a 12-step program at the farm. Support and volunteer opportunities are online at blanchethouse.org. Broadcasting the fullness of truth. This is Mater Day Radio. KBB in Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield. Translator K235BF Eugene. And streaming at materdayradio.com. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizania. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on Modern Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 757 at Day Radio, and it is March Madness with one big tournament getting started today. Details coming up. And you are invited to join the Dominicans, Washington, D.C. I'll tell you how right after Awaken the Saint. Hey, everyone. I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. 
Saint David, often referred to as David of Wales, is a saint whose life is still a bit shrouded in mystery. There are many stories about his great deeds, but not so many about his personal life. Even the exact date of his birth remains uncertain today, though his death is widely believed to have happened in the year 589. Saint David was, perhaps above all, a man of great patience and humility. In the first 10 years he spent with his teacher, Paulinus, he never once considered himself worthy enough to even look upon the man's face. When Paulinus's eyes began to fail, causing him great pain, he asked David to simply touch them, expecting that he would be healed. Sure enough, Paulinus was right, and his sight returned to him instantly. This was one of many miracles David performed, which included summoning a fountain of water from the earth, eating poisoned bread and suffering no harm, and even bringing back a child from the dead. Following his education, David went on to preach widely, and he founded many monasteries, but not without opposition. An Irish chieftain and druid opposed him multiple times, but all his attempts to stop David were utterly foiled. When he sent a mob of men to kill David, they suddenly became ill with fever and could barely lift their weapons. When he commanded a group of women to seduce David and those with him, the saint urged his followers not to run away, citing the many difficulties faced by the Israelites on their journey to the Promised Land. David basically said to his people, they struggled and emerged victorious after all those trials. Now it's our turn. Obviously, David did not shy away from difficulty. This may have been in part because he understood that hard work was an essential element of a healthy spiritual life. He believed that keeping oneself busy with challenging and purposeful work was the best way to avoid restlessness and apathy. He decreed that monks should labor every day for this purpose, doing a common man's work with their hands and providing for themselves and for others. Of course, it can be seriously difficult to maintain this kind of attitude in the modern day. We wanna be focused and purposeful, but there are distractions everywhere we look. We want to be patient and long-suffering, but we live in a world where everything has been made faster and more convenient. Unlike the monks of St. David's time, most of us don't have fields to plow or crops to harvest, but we can still try to improve our outlook. When we're tired or frustrated, we can take a moment to give thanks for the work we have and continue to put forward our best effort. On his deathbed, David said to those gathered around him, be constant. The yoke which with single mind you have taken, bear to the end. Knowing how much his death would grieve them, his parting words urged them to continue their work in spite of how discouraged they might be. He knew that if they could carry on even without him, they would be a force for good in the world. And being a force for good, even in the smallest ways, is something we can all do if we put our minds to it. St. David of Wales, help us to be steadfast in our work and in our faith. Pray for us. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or for Lenten resources, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at MontredayRadio.com. It's 801. And in your news, the Dominicans are inviting Catholics nationwide to participate in a nine-month novena that will culminate with a day-long rosary pilgrimage this fall, our nation's capital. Dominican Father John Paul Kern told OSV News that the purpose of the Dominican Rosary Pilgrimage and nine-month novena prayer is to gather Catholics in the U.S. together to draw close to Jesus through Mary in the Holy Rosary, and so that we may be set on fire with a burning love for God and a zeal for the salvation of souls. 
Now, to participate in the novena, Catholics are asked to recite a prayer nine times over the course of nine months on the 30th of each month from January 30th to September 30th. Now, people can say the prayer more frequently if they wish and pray the rosary, too. Now, while the novena began on January 30th, the faithful can join in at any time. And at the end of the nine months, there will be a pilgrimage to the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, D.C. on September 30th. That is the vigil of the Rosary Sunday. Now, the free event includes talks, adoration, confessions, mass, and praying the rosary. Now, those who are unable to travel to Washington, D.C., they can watch a live stream on the Dominican Rosary Pilgrimage website. Well, Tesla and its chief executive, Elon Musk, have been sued by shareholders who accuse them of overstating the effectiveness and safety of their electric vehicles, autopilot, and full self-driving technologies. In a proposed class action filed in San Francisco federal court, shareholders said that Tesla defrauded them over four years with false and misleading statements that concealed how its technologies, suspected as a possible cause of multiple fatal crashes, created a serious risk of accident and injury. They said Tesla's share price fell several times as the truth became known, including after the National Highway Safety Trafety Administration began investigating the technologies. Tesla's stock has lost about half its value since peaking in November 2021. Tesla has yet to comment on the suit. Well, Eugene City Council earlier this month banned fossil fuel hookups in new low-rise residential construction. Now, opponents of that ordinance now gathering signatures to prevent it from taking effect later this year. The referendum's chief petitioner are Eugene residents, but its biggest financial supporter, (laughs) Northwest Natural, which provides natural gas to roughly 2.5 million people in the region. Now, the Portland-based utility has so far sunk more than $650,000 into the effort to fight the fossil fuel ban. To get it on the ballot, 6,460 valid signatures must be gathered by March 10th. Kind of feel like Robin Leach here. Oh, lifestyles of not my life. (laughs) Well, if you're a wine enthusiast or just want a nice pour with a view, sounds like a lot of fun. The first ever Wine on the Water is scheduled for March 30th aboard the Portland Spirit Luxury Yachts. Up to 200 passengers will get to board the 150-foot tiered vessel that will depart for a nearly three-hour cruise from the Salmon Springs Dock on Northwest NATO Parkway in downtown Portland. On deck will be representatives from area wineries ready to pour you a glass of their vintage best while cruising the Willamette River upstream toward Lake Oswego and Milwaukee, past local landmarks. Wine on the water tickets are $54 each and include 15 tasting tickets and a souvenir cup. Food and other beverages will be available for purchase from the Portland Spirit Gallery. Tickets are available through the Portland Spirit Cruises and Events. Ever been on the Portland Spirit? I've not. We were talking a little bit about this in the studio yesterday. Uh, it sounds like that it would be an incredible evening. We yeah. love that, you know, the idea of just cruising that that up and down that Willamette is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. How long is that cruise, did you say it was? 
a three-hour cruise. Okay. It, it, what's it? It's not the USS Minnow, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. Okay. We've been on the Port Portland Spirit several times, and it is. It's it's a beautiful boat vessel, and uh, it's a fun cruise. So yeah, it sounds like this would be a really fun event. I think it'll turn out much better for the uh, crew on <laughs> that so. evening than it yes. did uh, on Gilligan's Island. Well, a potential evasive Cuban tree frog was found Monday on a plant sold at a tropical plant store in the Beaverton area. This is the second time in the last few years the Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife has learned of this type of frog entering the state. Now, Rick Boatner, ODFW's invasive species supervisor, said the department determines a foreign species threat level based on a number of factors. The warm weather amphibian not likely make it through an Oregon winter, according to Boatner. However, in the summer, frogs could wreak havoc. He said this particular species of tree frog is a threat to native frogs and other amphibians in Oregon. So the ODFW advises that all nursery plant retailers and customers inspect their products and contact wildlife officials if any tree frog or frog or other species found hitchhiking on or inside one of their products. Right. I saw a photo of this. He's just a cute little frog. Looks like a frog. Yeah, yeah. I would not have guessed that it was uh, from Cuba. Yeah, you got to watch <laughs> for him, though. So if you find one in your plant, let him know. Sports, Pac-12 Women's Basketball Conference Tournament gets started today. You know, it is March Madness. It's March. It is? That's right. That'll be played at the Michelob Ultra Arena in Las Vegas. So Stanford goes in as the top seed. Oregon will face Washington this afternoon at 2.30. Now, the Huskies are the eighth seed and the Ducks the ninth. That will be followed by seven-seed Washington State taking on 10-seed California. That's at six. Then Oregon State, the 11th seed, faces six-seed USC in the nightcap at 8.30. See, I'd like to stay up and watch that, but that's, it's that's, getting a little my, late. that's my bedtime at that point. So uh, <laughs> all the games are televised on the Pac-12 network. Beavers freshman Reagan Beers has been named the Pac-12 freshman and sixth player of the year for women's basketball. Beers leads the country among freshmen in double-doubles with 14 this season. Her 14 double-double is tied for second most among Pac-12 freshmen since the conference began taking uh, records there back in 1999. Beers was also named to the all-conference team, as was Oregon's Endia Rogers. So a couple of uh, local players on the all-conference teams. Well, students at Penn State University have raised a whopping $15 million during their annual 46-hour no-sleeping-or-sitting dance marathon. Right. It was an all-time record high in the benefits with Four Diamonds. It's a national nonprofit fund that covers 100% of all medical expenses for families with childhood cancer at Penn State Health Children's Hospital. Dubbed as THON, T-H-O-N. All right. The dance party is the world's largest student-run philanthropy program, which delivers year-round financial and emotional aid to families dealing with childhood cancer. THON 2023 marked the 51st year of the fundraising for Four Diamonds, a partnership that has paid off since 1977. Now, the nonprofit was founded by Charles and Irma Millard following the passing of their son Christopher to pediatric cancer. So this year, over 700 dancers participated in the organization's iconic dance marathon that began on the evening of Friday, February 17th, ran nonstop 
until 4 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday. It operated with over 16,000 student volunteers. Nice. That is a huge effort. So congratulations to them. I love myself a good dance party, (laughs) but uh, I'm not going to. 20, 30 minutes. That's it for me. Dance marathon. That'd That'd be challenging. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Saturday at 1030, it's a talk on the integration of faith and science at Mount Angel Abbey. The Mount Angel Institute invites all to talks by doctors Steve and Shannon Mayer. They are science professors at the University of Portland. The aim of this talk is to explore through personal reflections and examples from modern science a thoughtful integration of science and faith. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. You're going to hear about a miracle for Micah. That's right after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. The Benedictine Brewery Tap Room is a place of hospitality and fellowship, a place where all who come are welcome and where the peace of nearby Mount Angel Abbey permeates. Come for the beer, return to share the spirit of the monks of Mount Angel who brew craft beer in the tradition of the Belgian monks of old using local waters and hops grown on Abbey land. Taste and believe. Learn more at benedictinebrewery.com. That's benedictinebrewery.com. This Lent, Mater Dei Radio is teaming up with Ave Maria Press for the dynamic program, Return. Join Father John Burns on the Hail Mary Media app as he guides you through prayer and meditation into a fuller experience of Easter's joy. That's what I wanted to carry through the journal is the desire of God, not just that we would turn away from sin, that we'd come back, but that the return would be wholehearted. But the why for all of our Lenten practices really has to be for love, especially in view of a turning from sin and coming into communion with Jesus, who was in love with us and is trying to draw us into that divine embrace. Journey through Lent with the Hail Mary Media app. Download it now by searching Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or go to materdayradio.com for more details and prepare for the fullness of Easter's joy with Father John Burns and the Return Program on the Hail Mary Media app from Matre Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 813 at Matre Radio. Could see a little sunshine today after some patchy morning fog, high of 41 degrees, 30% chance of rain, rain, snow mixed tonight, low of 36, and then an 80% chance of that wintry mix for Thursday with a high of 44. Currently it is 32 degrees at Immaculate Heart Catholic Church out in Kelso. And 34 degrees at Blanchette High School in Salem. We've all done things. We're not very proud of things that require us to go to confession. And even when we are witness to Christ's powerful grace and mercy, we still fall short. Well, the same is true for young Micah. And in her new book for children, A Miracle for Micah, Claudia Cangillo McAdams shows children what happens in the sacrament of reconciliation and why forgiveness is so important. 
Claudia is joining me today to tell us a little bit more about little Micah. Good morning, Claudia. It's great to have you back on the show. Good morning. Love visiting with you. Thank you for having me. Well, of course, it's such a beautiful time of year. We're entering into this penitential season of Lent. So many parishes are offering this reconciliation service. And many young children, well, they're preparing for their sacraments this year, starting with reconciliation. So tell us a little bit about uh, young Micah and how you kind of came up with this idea for the book. This story, A Miracle for Micah, is set in Capernaum at the time of Jesus. So Micah is a a fictional boy who I put in Capernaum at the time of Jesus so that he could interact with our Lord. And uh, I'll tell you first why it's in Capernaum, and then I'll tell you a little bit about the story. Um, I had the opportunity to do a pilgrimage to the Holy Land, and Capernaum was one of my favorite stops. It's It's a ruined city, as Jesus predicted it would be, but what is there are the ruins of the temple, excuse me, the synagogue, where he gave his bread of life discourse and the ruins of St. Peter's home, above which is built a Catholic church with a glass floor. So you can be in that church and look down into what would have been St. Peter's home. And the miracles that occurred there would would be the healing of Peter's mother-in-law, the paralytic being let down through the roof to be cured by Jesus. And and I've set other stories in Capernaum. Last year, I did The Real Presence with Ascension Press which had two cousins who lived in Capernaum, and and it's a story about the Eucharist, and they meet Jesus. And when I started to write the story about Micah and reconciliation, I thought, I want to put this in that same setting. So Micah is a boy who lives near Capernaum. His mother sends him to the market with money to buy food for the family. But he has a different idea. He thinks that if he sneaks onto Peter's rooftop where the fish are drying, he can just help himself and save that money for something yummy. He he wants a treat for himself and his brother. So he steals fish. But in the times that he's up there on Peter's rooftop, he witnesses those miracles I just alluded to. However, Jesus does catch him stealing fish. And Micah comes to realize how his sinful actions hurt so many people. Peter, himself, Jesus, his younger brother who sees what he does. And he repents for stealing and Jesus gives him that beautiful mercy and absolute forgiveness of Micah's sins. And Micah repents, changes his life, and at the end of the story becomes part of a very special miracle himself. Well, Claudia, you use this book in order to help young kids and their families who are preparing for reconciliation. You also use this sense of, this childlike imagination, how children can place themselves in this story. And even as us parents, when even we know what the right thing is to do, we still fall short. So how can, how do you use that imagination and then help really explain how the sacrament of reconciliation is still there for all of us? You know, imagination is a powerful tool, particularly with kids, but adults as well. When we enter into stories with our minds, then we get the opportunity to grow as persons. We can put ourselves in the shoes or the sandals of that main character and think, what would I do if I had been in that situation? And St. Ignatius of Loyola developed a method of entering into the Gospels that way, where we put ourselves in the Gospel story. And he said that God can use our imaginations to converse with us. So it's my hope that 
kids and their parents who read A Miracle for Micah realize that they are just like this young character. They are tempted, they fall, they can repent and be forgiven. And so I think it's it's a story of great hope for all of us, not just for children, but for adults as well. Oh, and for sure, Claudia, every time we all step into the confessional and receive that absolution, that's a miracle for all of us that we can experience anytime we need it. The name of her new book is A Miracle for Micah. It is available through Ascension Press. Well, there is so much more to this. A book, of course, it's beautifully illustrated. It's told so well for children of you know, of all ages, really, to learn more about reconciliation. But there's also a discussion and activities guide that comes along with it. Tell us about it. I like to make those guides available at no charge through my website, which is ClaudiaMcAdam.com. People can go there and request a, a discussion and activities guide for any of the books that I've written. And those guides are generally a dozen or more pages. They offer fun things to do, a maze, a word search, fill in the blanks, that type of thing, coloring pages. But there are also some questions to go deeper about the story and to apply the lessons learned in the story to the reader's own life. So it's a way, it's a free resource that families and educators can use to expand the experience of reading that book. Well, it is a free resource you'll find at Claudia's website. The book is A Miracle for Micah. It is available through Ascension Press, and I'm sure any of our wonderful local Catholic bookstores would also have that available as well. Well, Claudia, I sure can't let you go until I have a chance to talk about The Chosen. And speaking of miracles, you kind of were able to sit in on one of Christ's miracles as an extra in the show. Please tell us about this and what it was like to be there. It was a great experience. Last year, we had the opportunity, my husband and I took our two oldest grandchildren with us. We flew from Denver, where we live, to Midlothian, Texas, to be part of the filming of the feeding of the 5,000. It's the, the miracle that it's included in all four Gospels. That's how important it is. And it is the story that concludes season three of The Chosen. And we love The Chosen. And being a part of it, even being extras, little dots in the background, was wonderfully faith-enhancing. It was It was such a great experience. There were... 12,000 people who came to be part of this filming. Wow. Men, women, children, they came from all 50 states and 36 foreign countries. And the filming was split up over a few days so that our group, for example, had one big, long six or seven hour session. Another group had their session, et cetera. And um, the family sitting next to us had six little children. They had driven from Toronto, Canada to Midlothian, Texas to sit out in the broiling hot record-setting heat last June to film those scenes. And it was really, really a great experience. And even better was being able to to listen to Jonathan Rumi, the Catholic actor who plays Jesus so marvelously, speak to us, speak to the crowd and tell us a little bit of his journey and encourage us that miracles happen to him, can happen to us. And on the final day of shooting, he asked if he could pray the Our Father with the crowd And he says, I want to pray it in Aramaic, which he did. And he started off the prayer by making the sign of the cross in a beautiful witness to his Catholic faith. 
Wow. Claudia, I mean, recognizing this is a film set and there were lots of people there, just again, letting your imagination go a little bit must have still felt a little bit like what these people must have experienced on the banks of the river listening to Christ himself. Did you really maybe in your own mind set yourself into that space and time? I think we all did. You know, I mean, it was arduous for us as modern day people with lots of comforts serving as extras. And I mean, we all had water and snacks that we could stick under the blankets we sat on on the ground when we weren't shooting. So we were hydrated and fed. Those people 2000 years ago during that miracle Mm. were not. They were hungry. They were thirsty. They were tired. They were probably hot, too. So it really let us just get a little bit of a glimpse as to what that might have been like. And as Jesus says in The Chosen, he says, I'm the one who caused their their hunger because I kept them here so long. I can be the one who can resolve that. And he does in The Chosen in that beautiful miracle of the multiplication of the loaves and the fish. Oh, well, fantastic. Claudia, that just sounds like an incredible experience. And thank you so much for sharing that experience with us. Thank you also for writing this wonderful book, A Miracle for Micah. Again, remind our listeners where they can purchase a copy online and find those digital resources. They can go to ascensionpress.com slash Micah. That's spelled M-I-C-A-H. You can visit my website, ClaudiaMcAdam.com, see a book trailer of this book and my other books as well to get an idea what they look like and sound like. And also on my website, I have an article I've written about my experience on the set of The Chosen, which might be fun for people to read as well. Oh, fantastic. Well, I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for sharing Micah with us and also your experience on The Chosen. Thanks for joining The Morning Blend. Thank you. God bless you all. And again, that is Claudia McAdams. So the name of the book, A Miracle for Micah, it is available through Ascension Press. I will be sure to add links to where you can get right to the pages Claudia was talking about. You'll find those links on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. It is 824 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. One of the great ways you can support Mater Day Radio is through our vehicle donation program. If you have an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, RV, you can donate that vehicle to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu. All the information is there under the vehicle donation page. Quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you as well. It's Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program, materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Jeff Kane at North Point Bank in Vancouver. North Point Bank brings value to customers through client-focused home loan programs, including new construction, renovation options, financing for rental properties, and more. Learn more at northpoint.com. That's northpoint, P-O-I-N-T-E, dot com. 
Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran. And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Monterey Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Modern Day Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. They're not baristas, but they do serve up a good cup of joy. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. Day 26 at Mater Day Radio and details of a deadly train crash in Greece. We'll have that coming up in news. And a bill before the Washington State Senate gained unanimous approval that requires clergy to report child abuse and neglect. So what does this mean for reports made in the confessional? I'll have that story for you coming up in news. Here is the Thirsting with Lenten music, My Soul. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. I'm kneeling in your presence, Lord. I feel your love and I know you're here. I'm praying all the world could see. Eucharist is what we need I'm waking to a brand new day Praying I won't go astray I'm longing for your precious blood As I rise to start this day My soul's been longing Heart's been searching for your precious body
That is the thirsting and my soul. It's 830 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news, a bill that would require clergy members to report child abuse or neglect in Washington state has cleared the Senate. Now, the state Senate passed Senate Bill 5280 unanimously on Tuesday. Now, this measure would require clergy to report sexual abuse allegations to authorities unless the information was received in a context protected by clergy penitent privilege, such as a confessional setting. Now, Washington is one of only a handful of states in the U.S. that do not list clergy as mandatory reporters of clergy abuse or neglect. The bill passed Tuesday contains the exemption for clergy penitent privilege and would not require mandatory reporting of abuse discussed in confession. Now, the sponsor of the bill, Senator Noel Frame, said she expects tough conversations on that point as the measure heads over to the state house. And amid attempts by the U.S. Senate to revive the Equal Rights Amendment, which failed in 1982, the Catholic bishops of the United States have urged senators to vote down the proposal, citing possible threats to religious freedom, as well as a likelihood that the amendment would be used to strike down pro-life laws and promote public funding for abortion. The U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee held a hearing February 28th to discuss a resolution to revoke the original 1982 deadline for the ERA's ratification, thus allowing it to become part of the U.S. Constitution. The U.S. bishops wrote in a February 27th letter, We have called lawmakers to radical solidarity and offered numerous policy recommendations to provide women and their families meaningful assistance and support. Now, the letter goes on to say, we are writing to you to express our alarm with a number of far-reaching consequences that will arise from the proposed Equal Rights Amendment and its negative impacts to the common good and to religious freedom. We strongly urge you to oppose it in any resolution attempting to declare it ratified. Now, drafters of the bishop's statement include Cardinal Timothy Dolan of New York, Archbishop Boris Gudziak of the Ukrainian Catholic Eparchy of Philadelphia, and Bishop Robert Barron of Winona, Rochester. Rescuers searched Wednesday through flattened, burned-out carriages for survivors and bodies after a passenger train and a freight train crashed head-on in central Greece overnight, killing at least 36 people and injuring dozens more. The cause of the crash near the Vale of Tempe, about 235 miles north of Athens, was not immediately clear, but the station master in the nearby city of Larissa was arrested Wednesday. Another two people have been detained for questioning. It's unclear at what speed the two trains were traveling when they ran into each other just before midnight Tuesday, but state broadcast reports it was nearly 90 miles per hour. The passenger train was carrying 350 people. Survivors said the impact threw several passengers through the windows of the train cars. Oh, so, so sad. Prayers for them and their families. 
Well, at least 609 cars were abandoned on Portland roads and freeways during the historic snowstorm last week, according to the Portland Bureau of Transportation. Of the hundreds of cars abandoned, about 350 were towed. Now, many drivers who abandoned their cars were left with no choice as snow started coming down Wednesday afternoon, snarling the evening commute and leaving traffic gridlocks around the city. Now, one driver left his car on the shoulder of Highway 26 near the Sylvan exit. When he returned to retrieve it two days later, it was gone. It had been towed by a local company. When the owner called the company, he was shocked to find out the bill was north of $700. The city of Portland has a contract with 14 private tow companies, and maximum rates are set ahead of time for tows on public property. That's a big tow bill. That's a big tow bill. Yeah. So it's it's interesting to think <clears throat> to think that was a week ago, exactly a week ago. Today's Wednesday. It is what you're yeah, right. That's something. I do remember that because it was Ash Wednesday and yeah. I went to mass at the cathedral at noon and I headed right out of town and it was just a couple hours later that yeah, traffic got real snarled mm-hmm. real fast. Well, the White House is giving all federal agencies thirty days to wipe TikTok off of all government devices as the Chinese-owned social media app comes under increasing scrutiny in Washington over security concerns. The Office of Management and Budget calls the guidance issued Monday a critical step forward in addressing the risk presented by the app to sensitive government data. Now, some agencies, including the Departments of Defense, Homeland Security, and State, already have restrictions in place. The guidance calls on the rest of the federal government to follow suit within 30 days. Congress passed the No TikTok on Government Devices Act in December as part of a sweeping government funding package. The legislation does allow for TikTok use in certain cases, including for national security, law enforcement, and research purposes. Canada is also banning TikTok on its government devices. So tell me, what is TikTok? It's basically just, it's almost like, a, oh, what was it before? Like vines where they're just really short little videos, but they can be, you know, a minute to three minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically speaking, they're funny. Okay. Right, they're little funny skits or stories that people tell and they post them online. Sometimes they're dance videos, sometimes they're makeup tips, sometimes they have to do with, I don't know, sports and things like that. But they're just very short little video clips. All right. People put out there. Yeah. And you can like them. (laughs) Little thumbs up, David. Sounds exciting. Eugene City Council earlier this month banned fossil fuel hookups for new low-rise residential construction. Opponents of that ordinance, they're now gathering signatures to prevent it from taking effect later this year. The referendum's chief petitioners are Eugene residents, but its biggest financial supporter, Northwest Natural, which provides natural gas to roughly 2.5 million people in the region. Now, the Portland-based utility has so far sunk more than $650,000 into the effort to fight the fossil fuel ban. To get it on the ballot, uh, 6,460 valid signatures must be gathered by March 10th. In sports, well, no 71 points for Damian Lillard and no win for the Portland Trailblazers on the road last night, falling to the Golden State Warriors 123-105. to Lillard, who had his career high and franchise record in the Blazers' last outing, was held to 25 points 
a 9 of 21 shooting. Tough loss for Portland. The team played a great first half and went into the break leading 65 to 48. But the Warriors cranked it up in the third quarter, then closed it out in the fourth. A win would have helped the Blazers as they make their run toward the playoffs, but they still hold on to 11th place in the Western Conference. Portland hosts the New Orleans Pelicans tonight before heading out on a six-game road trip. So what is it? I think it's the top eight teams make it into the playoffs in, in each conference, the Eastern and the Western Conference. Portland sits in 11th place right now. But as I mentioned yesterday, it's really tight. I, I like I literally literally like a win here and there and you're in sixth we'll place. Will make a difference. Yeah. So, so now would be an excellent time for them to have a little bit of a win streak going absolutely. on. Absolutely. Yep. Well, as Catholics, we're taught the importance of caring for God's creatures great and small. In fact, there's an awful lot for humans to gain from the huge variety of animals, birds, insects, maybe even a little Cuban tree frog if you find one in your plant. Well, in a recent survey carried out in the UK, they found that nine out of 10 people reported the positive impact our feathered friends have on our mental health. The results have come about from last year's Big Garden Bird Watch, an annual event which individuals are invited to go out into their gardens for one hour, count the birds they see. Now, last year, an impressive 700,000 people took part in the bird watch and over 11 million birds were counted. Now, they also requested that they carry out a survey in which there were some very interesting and positive findings. According to the poll, 88% of adults said spending time outdoors enjoying the natural world was important to them, with 53 stating it was very important while 91% of them agreed that seeing birds and hearing birdsong had a positive impact on mental health and well-being. So it is interesting to see just how much joy, something that we do so often and take for granted, can have impact on our health. It's important to remember in return, it is our duty to help care for all of God's creatures, just as St. Francis of Assisi taught us. I have a strong need to feed birds, and so I have a bird feeder uh, that I can look at from my living room so I can sit there on the weekends and I drink coffee, and I'm like, Scott, I have to feed my birds. Get out there in the cold. It's freezing (laughs) out there, there. but the birds need some food. Go take care of it. We have a a hummingbird feeder out there. Are they coming around still? Well, I took it down because it was freezing. Okay. And and then it gets rain in it, and so it's hard to kind of keep it up, but I'll definitely put it out as we get more into spring and uh, give the little guys something to eat. Mm-hmm. So I can, I, I love watching birds. Yes. I, and so I can sit out, I can pretty much tell you, for the most part, all of the different birds that go through really? our yard. Oh, sure. Robins. Yes. Uh, blue jays. Sometimes I get those. Yes. And both the, uh, there's two, a couple of different types of blue jays. There's the stellar jay, they're more of the cone-headed ones. Uh, you have your little finches that are out there. Yes, they peep. Yep, they peep. Then there's uh, little sparrows are out there. Little black cap chickadees are out there. You see those quite a bit. One that I like to watch, but it's kind of dis- can be kind of destructive, and that is the flicker. It's a woodpecker. Pretty good size. Oh yeah, woodpecker. yeah. And they, oh, those they're fast too. They're, and they're kind of shy. You get close to them, they fly away. Lots of robins are out there. Uh, shall I go on? 
Uh, Are no, we running I think out of time? I think you said Robins <laughs> yeah. twice. Did I say? Oh, okay. Uh, I always love it because I think they are they pass through the area. Yeah. We don't see them very much. Goldfinches. Oh, right. And yeah. they're real bright yellow. Mm-hmm. And I, I always think those. those are yeah. really pretty. You don't see them too often. Yeah. I one time, and it was the craziest thing. I don't know if it was a pet or it was lost or escaped. Yeah. I saw a um, pheasant. A Re- pheasant. Really? I haven't seen a pheasant in a long time. It was walking under my rose bushes right there in the front because I was yeah. there looking at my birds feeding. Yeah, right. And I'm like, what is, I thought it was like a rabbit or something big. Mm-hmm. I took a picture of it and yeah. sent it to Scott. I'm like, you will not believe what's under our roses right now. That's crazy. A finch. Uh, yeah. Or a, uh, a, a pheasant. pheasant. Yeah. Oh, I miss crows. There's lots of... Yeah, <laughs> Look lots out the of, window. I lots, see one Lots right of now. crows. Uh, I see lots of crows. And uh, what was the other one I was just thinking of, too? Oh, periodically doves. Yes. I love the doves. They have that real pretty yeah. kind of coo. They do. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's you your go. episode of... Uh, <laughs> it's birding. Uh, birds of the Northwest. Birding with David. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And on Monday evening, it is Theology Night's course on the works of C.S. Lewis happening at St. Michael's Parish here in Portland, beginning at 6.30. Kimball Ferris will lead discussion on selected fiction and nonfiction works of C.S. Lewis. You can find more details on these and other events by going to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And hawks. <laughs> oh my gosh, I knew you were coming up with another one. Yeah. What kind of hawks? Uh, well, yeah, just your your standard red tail hawk. Red tail hawk. Yeah, I think. Those are is, real big birds. They, they are very cool birds. Uh, let me think. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll move on because we <laughs> want to get to the month of March and we'll do so after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Many Christians are familiar with the story where the Pharisees bring a woman caught in adultery to Jesus and try to test him for charges against the law of Moses. Jesus had been showing all sorts of mercy that was unusual to them, eating with sinners and tax collectors, driving demons out of Gentiles, and even curing people on the Sabbath. They thought they could trap him, but Jesus bent down and began to write on the ground. We can assume he was writing out their sins. He then said, let the one among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. And in response, they went away one by one. Jesus then said, has no one condemned you? Then neither do I condemn you. But Jesus continues, go and sin no more. It's fine for us to meet people where they are at with mercy, but we can't just leave them there. We must help them come to a place free of sin in their lives. This is Matt Maloney from knowthefaith.net. 
Healthcare sharing has been around for decades and began out of the Christian tradition of neighbor helping neighbor. That's the premise Solidarity HealthShare was built on. We're a nonprofit medical cost sharing ministry in which our family of members share in each other's eligible medical expenses. Solidarity HealthShare is not insurance, but an alternative way to pay for medical costs that adheres to Catholic Church teachings. We never share into medical care that goes against our morals. More information at SolidarityHealthShare.org. Is God calling you to do something different with your life? Join Mater Day Radio's team as our new grant writer. Shape the future of Catholic media through this dynamic part-time position, offering you competitive pay and an exciting opportunity for remote work with flexible hours to suit your schedule. Get more details on the grant writer position and how to apply at materdayradio.com. That's materdayradio.com to join us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life at Mater Day Radio. And it is 8.46 at Mater Day Radio. Every now and again, I'll be looking up and see a blue heron flying over. <laughs> they, they, I think they're heading to the river. They need some water, right? Yeah, they, they live around right, water. They do. Uh, forecast today, by the way. A little fog out there this morning. Then some sunshine, a high of 41. Mostly cloudy overnight tonight. Maybe a mix of rain or snow, about 30% chance. Low of 36. And then... Yeah, maybe a wintry mix again tomorrow, 80 to 90% chance with a high of 44. Well, currently it is 35 degrees at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 34 degrees. Actually, it's gone up 36 degrees now at St. Stephen's Church in Portland. Out of coffee? No need to worry. Mater Day Radio is brewing a second cup of the morning blend. Ah, uh, yeah, we're brewing a second cup, and I'm thinking about... Uh, Birds. Yes. Birds are on my mind now. Okay. But uh, maybe there'll be some t- nice days in March that you can do a little bit Hopefully. of bird watching. Yeah. I think that, you know, that story I reported on, that's in the UK. But there is a similar thing here in the US that's going on where you sit out and you just count the number of birds that you see yeah. flying around. So, David, you're going to need to participate in that. I think so. I want a full survey and report. <laughs> I will do that. So, at the beginning of the show, we said it's March 1st. You said this is the month that does what? In like a lion, out like a lamb. In like a lion, out like a lamb. That's been for sure the case. Yes, this weather certainly is, is right now. Yeah, kind of wild. And while it looks like we might get a little bit of a break from everything, yeah, some more weather is coming. It looks like rain's going to be coming down. Uh, better than snow and better than ice freezing mm-hmm. on the roads. It's uh, you know just above that freezing level, but it still takes a little time for that ice and stuff to thaw out. So take some time on the road. So in today's second cup, I thought we'd spend a little bit of time talking about the Lent. month of March. Lent. Lent. It is Lent. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. Lent will be through the entire month. That's right. There's not, Palm Sunday is not until the first Sunday of April. Right. Which then is followed by on the second Sunday of April will be Easter. Mm -hmm. So, but there are some things to note during this month. And as I was going through, there's just a lot of saint days. Yeah. That that are coming up, some that we know of, some that are a little bit obscure more so. And one of my favorites. Saint David. (laughs) No. Saint. This would be on the seventeenth. On the seventeenth, you're yeah. really jumping ahead. You're looking we'll, we'll forward. Wait, yes. Yeah, we got to wait on that one because while it's not a saint day, I looked at Sunday the twelfth, David, and I went, "Whoa, are we already there?" When you look at your calendar, what does it say? 
the beginning of daylight saving time. Daylight savings is on March 12th. Wow. So we are going to spring ahead. Yeah. On that day. How many more times? How many more times are we going to have to do this? I have not heard anything about movement <laughs> on staying permanently on daylight savings no. time. Well, and you and I have advocated for standard, standard. time. Let's stay on standard. Yeah. My, It's perfect for my sleep schedule. Yes, I know. But it's going to be a little tough because we're all going to have to get up an hour earlier uh-huh. than typical. Yeah. So that's coming up on March 12th. And then that's on Sunday, which means that sets you right up for a long afternoon on Friday, March 17th, which is the day you're looking forward to. That would be St. Patrick's Day. St. Patty's Day is on Friday. But David, do you know on Fridays of Lent, no meat. That's true. Except... In the Archdiocese of Portland and in the Archdiocese of Seattle, both of the bishops, the archbishops, have said that if we so choose, we uh, can celebrate that feast day of St. Patrick's by eating meat. More specifically, probably corned beef and cabbage. Uh, for me, that would be lamb stew. You have lamb stew I on love, St. Patrick's yeah, Day? I love lamb stew. Where yes. do you get lamb from uh, lamb stew? Yeah, I, you can just buy it. Really? Just the store, yeah. Just go to the store yeah, and get go to the lamb store. stew. Yeah, get a little lamb stew. Actually, I used to get it. There was a restaurant nearby, no longer there, but they had some awesome lamb stew that I would get. Okay. Potatoes, carrots. Oh, so Lamb good. stew. Lamb stew. And a little soda bread. Yeah, I have see, a recipe go. for really outstanding soda bread. Mm-hmm. I stole it from my friend. Yeah. She makes it, and I, I said, give me that recipe <laughs> right now. I have to have it. So maybe I'll bring some in for that Friday. Please do. Okay, yeah. it's delicious. So that's on that Friday the 17th. Now, ordinarily, if you go on to just a couple of days later, there's a big feast day that many celebrate in the church. But if you look at the set, the 19th, David, it just shows, or it should just show, the fourth Sunday of Lent. Is right. that what you see? That's what I see. What is not on no, on March 19th? The Feast of St. Joseph. Now, see, my calendar shows that on the 20th. Well, that is a different... I sent a message to a Monsignor that I know to clarify that, but when I did a little quick Google search, it says St. Joseph of Rome. That is actually a different St. Joseph than the uh, foster father of Jesus and the uh, husband of Mary. That's the Holy Family St. Joseph. Should be on the 19th. However, because it falls on a Sunday this year... Uh, the Sunday Mass celebration uh, oh, supersedes it, so to speak. So there's no St. Joseph feast day, even though the whole month of March, though, it is dedicated to St. Joseph. Hmm, okay. So there's there's not yeah. that day on the 19th, but that's not to say that you wouldn't honor and pray to a wonderful saint. Oh, certainly. Uh, a, a man of few words, man of action. Very much so. <laughs> so anyways, and then, of course, as we kind of move through that week on Saturday, March 25th, if you have the uh, hey, uh, the Mater Dei Radio Marian calendar, mm-hmm. that would be on that calendar. It is the Feast of the Annunciation. Which means, David, on my book or what I hear in my head, yeah. nine more months until Christmas. Is that right? Yes, yes that's what you're... <laughs> that's what I hear. <laughs> okay. When I hear the Annunciation, that yes. means, well, that's nine more months until the birthday of Jesus. There so, you go. That's another very full month. And of course, I skipped right over, where is it, David? Uh, the first day of spring is March 20th. March 20th. Well, yeah, that's... We were talking about the feast day. The feast day of St. Joseph of Rome, 
that's also the first day of spring. So Thankfully. Oh, spring is almost here. Lots to look forward to. We hope you enjoy March, and we hope you enjoy today's second cup. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Please join me, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, and other listeners of Modern Day E-Radio as we pray an act of hope. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh my God, relying on your infinite mercy and promises, I hope to obtain pardon of my sins, the help of your grace, and everlasting life through the merits of Jesus Christ my Lord and Redeemer. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us at materdayradio.com and click prayer, or call our prayer hotline at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Dei Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's joy. It's inspiration. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 8.56 at Mater Day Radio. We're going to see a little patchy fog this morning. Hopefully some clearing and some sunny, sunny skies later today. High of 41 degrees. Mostly cloudy overnight. Slight chance of rain or snow. Low of 36. And then for Thursday, they're saying, well, breezy. Maybe rain. Maybe a little snow, too. A high of 44. It- Woo, sorry about that. Hey there, it's 36 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today here is Steve Ingrisano and more beautiful. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Though we are lost and we've gone astray To gain rewards and pass away Seeking all that this world can give But inside we find you more beautiful, more glorious, more alive in this life, more victorious, to be more free, and all we can be more than yesterday, may we find you more beautiful, more glorious, more alive in this life, more victorious, to be more free, and all we can be more than yesterday. There is a longing we can't deny That God alone can satisfy Peace in 
Steve Agrizano and more beautiful. It's 859 at Mater Day Radio. Well, that's going to wrap it up for the morning blend on this very first day of March. So what are you going to do to celebrate March 1? Uh, try to track down a priest, deacon, or religious or somebody very intelligent to clarify for us the Feast of St. Joseph. So the controversy begins, because your calendar looks like it moved it to the 20th. Yeah, both of them. I got two calendars here, and they both say the 20th. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to need somebody to email the morning blend <laughs> and let us know the exact date of the Feast of St. Joseph. All right. That is going to wrap it up for us on the morning blend. We hope you have a very blessed first day of March.